Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Very strong card yesterday in the association as well, Paulie. I'm watching a lot of that Nuggets-Warriors game last night. I failed to realize this going into that game. I didn't have a bet on it, but Denver now has won seven straight against Golden State and taken 10 out of the last wow. 11. File, had, file that away for a potential yeah. matchup in the playoffs. Mm. Denver owns this team right now. I had Golden State, and they were up 16, and then uh, Joker went to work, and they take them out, no problem. Hell of a second half and a great performance Well, you must have been throwing Denver. things at Curry. He's yeah. 1 of 10 from downtown. <laughs> yes, right. That's how it goes sometimes, yeah. right? Sure. But uh, it's, it's maddening. We, you know, we talked about it yet last week. Um, and now I see your sons are like plus 340 now at DraftKings to miss the playoffs. Every single night, there's going to be a big shakeup in the Western Conference standings based on what happens. And teams can go, either the, the seeding's going to change and in and out playing in the playoffs. All that stuff is going to change game to game and, and definitely week to week. You saw that last night. The Clippers got blown up by the Kings late night last night. Yep. No nope. Paul George in that yep. game. Yep. They were only a four-point favorite in that game. I don't know why. After the All-Star break, he missed. But uh, they certainly haven't recovered since that awesome Grammy road trip when they only lost one game. And that was a close one at Cleveland. Yep. So uh, they certainly are appearing or playing like they don't want the one seed. You know, that's it, definitely cause for concern because they, they went to Boston and blew them out. They were playing so well. Came home, routed by Minnesota. Went to OKC, blown out. Blown out last night by Sacramento. So, should win the division, huge favorites, but it looks like they're going to be stuck in that 3-4 seat. Kind of does, yep. Uh, by the way, the Nuggets with that win now, they're a game and a half back of Minnesota and OKC. OKC now the shortest shot on the board to get the one seat at DraftKings. They're plus 170. Wolves plus 215. Nuggets are around plus 270, I believe, at last check. Uh, with the way that Joker's playing now after the All-Star break, it, it appears as if he's on a mission of mercy. But also, OKC has done a great job this year against teams that will matter in the tiebreaker. They were 3-1 and one against Denver overall this year. Yep. Yep. Also, the vi- yeah, the, 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 all the tie. Yeah, they, they have it against the Clippers, and uh, I think they split with Minnesota. They did, yep. Right, and that's why that Dallas win was so big Thursday, because Dallas has the tiebreaker over Phoenix now with that win on TNT. Yep. As for the Eastern Conference, the Bucks have uh, looked pretty good. Since the All-Star break under Doc Rivers, they took care of Minnesota on the road on Friday night. They won that game by five. They were a small dog in that game on the road. They bounced back yesterday with a huge win, completely controlled Philadelphia. Uh, and they were a small favorite in that game. And they won, and they covered no problem. But I can't buy in completely with the Bucks at this point. It's only been two games. And I know that by the end of this week, I believe people are going to you're going to hear a bunch of people say, it's now, here we go. This is the real Bucks team. Doc figured it out because here's what they're looking at this week. They play Charlotte, although Charlotte's playing good basketball right now. They play at Charlotte then. So it's 
it's not a back-to-back, but it's Tuesday, Thursday against that team twice, and then they play Chicago on Friday, which is a back-to-back. Here's your big boy, though, starting one week from tonight with the Bucks. And this is one of the reasons why you bet the Cavaliers to win that division many weeks ago. It's because the, the Bucks remaining SOS starting one week to, uh, tonight, Paul. They get the Clippers. Then it's a road trip at Golden State, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at the Kings. They come back home for Sixers and the Suns. Then they go play at the Celtics and they have Brooklyn. That's the only that's the good news there. It's the only back to back the entire stretch. But that is a complete gauntlet over the next two weeks. And then, then talk to me, right? Yep. As we get to the middle or latter part of March, then I want to know what the Bucks are going to look like. Now they have a lot of talent, and that was a big win at Minnesota. I don't care about beating Philly. They're a total mess right now. They are, yeah. Uh, but that's uh, so do better job defensively. There was a 10-point move in the total on that game yesterday uh, that lost because it stayed under. So good, good response after the debacle uh, to close the first half against Memphis, first half of the season going into the All-Star break. So better job defensively. Two wins now, but the also thing that's helping them out is uh, Cleveland hasn't been right. Now, Mitchell had the flu. Apparently, everyone does. But Mitchell had the flu, so that hurt them. But then they went through the motions and were down six in the fourth quarter against Washington before pulling away. So this Cleveland team that was playing so well and went 17 of 18 is now going through a bit of a funk. So yep. there's going to be peaks and valleys. It's a long season. But uh, certainly you, you saw the... Uh, Cleveland as high as 360 to win the division. Now that's come down because you're right. And many people have said it. I mean, you're going to you're going to hear a lot from Milwaukee and they're going to be a tough outcome playoff time. Yeah. But if they if they play like they have been the last two games, that will be true. I'm looking right now. First of all, the standings in the Eastern Conference again. Philadelphia is currently the 5 seed. Right? Their overall record is 33 and 24. They have no chance without Embiid. None. No, none. Zero. So right now to participate in the Eastern Conference play-in tournament Again, you have to be the 7, 8, the 9, or the 10. They're the 5 seed right now. The Sixers are minus $3 to be in the play-in. You have to put down 300 to get back to win 100. Juicy. they got to drop two more, st- right? Wow. Well, who knows when he's coming back? Right. But if he continue, if he doesn't come back till maybe early April, forget it. I mean, and, when he, and when oh, he, by the way, Paul, yeah. how, how many teams would you have right now for this team to win in a play-in game? Yeah. Without him. And here that was a great win by Indiana yesterday. So he gets hurt. They lose against the Pacers, Denver. They go to Portland and lose. They lose at Golden State. They won at Utah. That's the game Maxi had 51 and was Superman, and they only won by three. Lost at home to the god-awful Nets and allowed 136 points. In February, they beat Cleveland without Mitchell, beat the U- beat Utah. I mentioned the Maxi game with 51, beat Washington. And then the fluke somehow won at Cleveland as a 10-point dog. They have one game left in February. Those are the only wins they have this month. That's how bad they are right now. They can't get any stops, and they're not going to do anything playoff time without this guy. Yep. And oh, by the way, is this juicy enough to take under that scenario again? Because they're a huge favorite, as I just mentioned, to be in the play-in tournament. Then that means you have to win a one-off. Yeah. Right? They To miss the playoffs right now, the 76ers are plus 390. Not bad, because I, I think they'll lose to Miami, and the Bulls are hot, too. The uh, Bulls would beat them. So this is a. I inter- don't think they're beating Orlando. You, you might be right. This is an interesting way to attack this. And I think of a couple of viewers who chimed in on the Phoenix discussion had it right. Now, DraftKings has to put it back up, and that is exact seed that's available. 
and that's a good way where you can lock in a nice profit. The guy did it on Phoenix. He was betting eight, nine, and ten seed because they and have really big prices. Yeah, yeah, because they have the most difficult schedule left. And whoop de doo, they beat the Lakers. Uh, they were up. The Lakers came out flat, and then they uh, held on for dear life. But that's the way you could attack this as well. We just need DraftKings to put it back up, where they just go every single seed, mm-hmm. and that's you can take to, like both. Yeah, Phoenix and the Sixers both to miss. And then you could also bet exact seed, too, where if you happen to be the 8 or the 9, if you're the 9 and you lose, your season's over. If you're the 8, you lose, you still get another chance. Or if you win, you're in. But you can maneuver at that point. And you're getting those are big, big prices, as you said. You mentioned in the first segment today that you can't get involved on Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Futures because of John Calipari. This is the first year that I can recall ever being involved with 76ers Futures. I, I, I think this is going to be a one-off for me. Because uh, not only because of their history, I thought this this year, the way that they were playing, I bought in probably after the first, I don't know, few weeks of the season, Eastern Conference and some exact matchups um, like against Minnesota and other teams in the NBA Finals at huge numbers. I thought Nick Nurse, Nurse was going to come in and if Embiid coming off the MVP year. But that guy is just like uh, the injury here. I'm very sour about the 76ers team. Well, even if he's healthy in the regular season, something will happen in playoff time. That's exactly Just right. Like so last that, year, he's going to miss playoff games, too. Yeah, it's a bad one-two combo. Mm-hmm. Either he's going to miss games, or it doesn't matter if he does, they're going to lose somehow in a fashion that they should not. And their history. They can't make it to a conference final. It's another one. Uh, That's man, the other that thing blows. that would concern me if I have futures on Minnesota and uh, OKC. More so Minnesota with their with their history. Yeah, I, will, I would say, I mean, adding another team into the mix like that, this should be the Celtics Invitational, but based yeah. on what they've done before, I mean, they just, they threw up all over themselves last year. No way, no how that team, forget about losing to the Heat. Down 3-0 to Miami before you had to come back and fight life and death just to claw back into that yeah. series? It Never still should might, have been there. That still might be the Knicks. It still might be the team that's going to give them their biggest challenge. Maybe. But the Knicks just, I got to see... Randall's health, and they got to get right. I don't know what's going to happen with Randall here. But if they can get Randall and OG and all these guys back with the Bogdanovich trade and getting uh, Burks and, and the way Brunson's playing at MVP level, they might be the toughest out. You, you, I knew that would happen Saturday. I talked about that on the air. I wanted the Celtics. It's just there's too many injuries right now for the Knicks, and they can't compete against Boston. Yep, yep. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
is true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I remember when we had our buddy Doug Kazarian in studio a couple of weeks ago. He's very good on the NBA. Yeah. And uh, I thought he brought up a great phrase when it comes to award betting. He called them fake markets, right? This is not like betting the Boston Celtics to win the Eastern Conference or to win their division like that. You can come up with numbers that make sense on something like that and how the math works out. You really can't do that with awards. It's just a lot of the stuff, opinions might be baked into the number. And, you know, it's based on what a guy like Zach Lowe might be saying in a column or what he does on his podcast or other people with influence and how that could change the market with some of these awards. We'll play a little blind resume here for one award in the NBA. There's going to be a lot of numbers, but I think at the end of this, you're going to realize that uh, this could be another fake market that we're talking about. Player number one here in blind resume for an NBA award. He's played in 55 games. He's played in, he's played a total of 1,840 minutes. He has 497 defensive rebounds. His defensive rebound percentage is 25.4%. That is ninth best in the NBA. He has 113 blocks, 33 steals, and his defensive estimated plus minus is plus 2.4, which is like outside the top 10, top 15 in the NBA. His defensive player of the year odds, it's actually, I think, minus $7 at last check. You probably know who I'm talking about. It's player number one. Player number two for this award has played in 52 games now after last night. Played 26 minutes. So that's now up to uh, 1,470 minutes. That is, again, nearly 300 minutes and three games behind player number one. After last night, he now has 412 defensive rebounds. He's 27.1% with that percentage, which is sixth best in the NBA. After last night, five more blocks. He has 171. Player number one has 113. Steals on the year after last night. He had one more. He's got 67. Again, compared to 33. More than doubling up player number one. And his defensive estimated plus minus is plus 3.2. That is tied for fourth among qualifying guys. His odds to win defensive player of the year are 15 to 1. How is that possible? How is he 15 to 1? And he has pretty much every single category. He is blowing the other guy out of the water. And yet player number one is minus $7 to win the award. Player one is Rudy Gobert to win defensive player of the year. Player number two is your guy, Victor Wembanyama. Wow. It's not close. Record and, well, and in teams, Minnesota's number one in defensive efficiency. And that, uh, and San Antonio can't get stops. Sure. So how much does that play into it? Minnesota's number one as a team. The Spurs are awful defensively as a team. Yet Victor Weminyama's numbers overall, and by the way, 300 fewer minutes. Yep, that's big. And three fewer games. It's not even close, folks. And yet he's 15 to one. He's, you just mentioned this during win-lose, right? What'd you call it? A five by five game? Yeah. Five <laughs> points, five rebounds, five assists. Well, anything. Five assists, blocks, steals. Yeah. Every night now, it's like five blocks, <clears throat> excuse me, and like three steals. So 
can Wembenyama help it that the rest of his team is terrible defensively? And <clears throat> Gobert on the flip side? Uh, somebody recently said that the reason why Rudy Gobert has been so good this year defensively is because the players in front of him are elite on that side of the court. Interesting. Including Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards right. has really turned in. They have bench players who are super highly ranked in terms of overall defensive rating in the NBA this year. They have like six, seven guys who are very good defenders. That's helping out Gobert put up, you know, and turn into a $7 favorite. I, to me, it's bonkers. I took a little Wembenyama at 66 to 1 about two, two weeks ago. Wow. You were on him. Oh, God, I win so much money if he wins. Right after the draft, you were on him. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, this, this, to me, the, the numbers are, this is a fake market that Kazarian talked about. There's how, how, folks? How is Rudy Gobert minus $7, and how is Victor Wembenyama 15 to 1? The numbers yeah. don't lie. I rest my case. I'll tell you, though, the hype train, the freight train's coming, though. I mean, everyone, based on what he's done and really what he did Friday in the Laker game, you're seeing it everywhere now. And I don't think it's ne nearly enough what he's laying for rookie of the year. And certainly he should be in this discussion as well. He's on pace to become the first player in history to average more than three blocks, more than one steal, and more than that over a full NBA season. He just turned 20 last month. He's logging less than 29 minutes a night. He has more steals than Caruso, more three-pointers than Jalen Williams, more blocks than Jackson Jr. and Porzingis combined. And he doesn't play that many minutes. And then also, uh, also what they were, how they were using him and what Pops was doing the start of the year. Sure. And they were playing a true point guard as well. Right, they almost beat the Lakers and didn't go well the, uh, last night in Utah. But, you know, it's a bad team. Look, that, that's what happens when you pick a number one. Of and they course. also were horrendous defensively. The last year is uh, also so what he was walking into. So this is good discussion. Yeah, you watch what happens, by the way, when this team starts to get better next year, the year after. They add some pieces. They get better defensively. They have better defenders in front of him. Wembenyama will probably have, let's just say that his, his numbers at the end of the year aren't as good as they're going to be this year in his rookie year. So what, because they add better pieces around him and they become better defensively as a team, all of a sudden he has to be turned into the guy who's going to win the award every single year? Nonsense. Yeah. He, he can't control that, you know, the team was so bad uh, in front of him and the team that he landed. Whoever was picking number one last year was going to take this guy no matter what, and they were probably going to be bad defensively anyway. As you said, there's a reason why they're picking number one overall in the draft. I don't know. I think this needs more attention. And other guys that are ahead of him, like Jared Allen right now, to win, get, get out of here. Get, stop. It, this should be between two players. I'm dead serious about this. Wembenyama needs to get some serious attention towards Defensive Player of the Year. And if the reason why he might not get taken seriously, and you're going to hear Gobert, is exactly what it's. Oh, the team's so good defensively. Well, is is it a team award or is it a player award? Mm -hmm. Yep. And this goes back to other awards and other sports. Like we just saw what happened in the NFL. But like uh, most improved, Maxi was a great player, hell of a player last year. He certainly was. Are we sure he should be this big a favorite for most improved? I mean, your guy Kaminga and Sangoon and, and Kobe White, another big game last night too in the yep. win and hit the big three. I mean, that's just, who knows what these guys think and vote. We, the only thing we know is what they think with the straw vote with the MVP. But again, that could flip and, and change in a couple weeks mm -hmm. where someone could be like, if it's enough push, in a media narrative about, let's look at his numbers. And here, this team has now won eight of nine. And 
And this is getting lost in transit. You know, Doug Kazarian loved Gobert when he was like a dollar fifty. Sure. Does, what does he feel now that he's seven dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be out of control. Again, I had uh, I'll go back to last year. I had Brooke Lopez from the first week of the season at five hundred to one to win this award. Mm-hmm. He turned into a uh, an odds-on favorite throughout the year, late in the year, and was you know even money or minus one twenty in that range for a while. It meant nothing. He was tracked down by Jaron Jackson, and he never won the award. And Jaron Jackson had actually had way more first-place votes than Brooke Lopez. So just because the uh, market is telling you that a guy is uh, you know the favorite to win or should win the award, doesn't always happen that way. Are you getting concerned at all about your uh, Cavaliers division ticket? Now they're minus 135 today at DraftKings. Yeah, they're in a funk. Yep. The Bucks might get this figured out, and uh, and I'm a little concerned with how they're playing. Uh, well, so. the the Bucks schedule again. We talked about this in the first yeah. hour. It's but the Cleveland so schedule difficult. is difficult too. Yeah, it's the true. Cleveland diffi- the schedule is a lot of back to backs and a lot of like nine games in fourteen days type stuff. So war of attrition for Cleveland, and they were also playing over their heads. That's why we said take the eight to one because their schedule is a joke. So there was a little bit of both. They won seventeen and nineteen, but they also were playing a lot of Washington and a lot of crap in there. Sure, uh, I'll ask you this in the Western Conference at the very bottom of the playoff standings. If you're Oklahoma City or Minnesota, would you rather play the Lakers or the Warriors in the first round? It's looking like that's a real possibility. Uh, that's a, probably Golden State. Because I, I, I don't want to deal with those bigs down low. and what Because you know it's going to be a parade to the free throw line with LeBron and AD. Probably will be. Yep. I'd be concerned about, you know, war, you know Curry, who was not great last night, one of 10 from downtown. Clay Thompson, by the way, playing better off the bench now. Mm-hmm. So that was a good move by Steve Kerr. I, I don't know if I'd want to play the... It's a tough question because that team in a seven-game series, if Curry gets hot, no thank you to that as well. I, don't, I, I think it's if you're Denver, you don't care about either team. Uh, Denver would... They've won after last night now, seven straight against the Warriors and 10 out of 11. Yeah. And we saw what happened last year in the playoffs when they swept the Lakers. Yeah, so I, whoever that is in the first round for them, if it was one of those teams. Very yeah. impressed. Great second start to the second half by OKC, though. Yeah. That's been great. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Also in the NBA, we talked about this a lot last week. You could bet on this at DraftKings and a couple of other books also headed up when LeBron James was going to score point number 40,000. I thought we had a good discussion on this. I took actually the Kings game, which is coming up in a few weeks in March. Um, I, you could bet that or after, and depending on the book, it was around plus 750 or 10 to 1. I bet that after right around that news coming out last week, first game after the All-Star break when LeBron was going to miss. Since then, he has played in two games, and he's scoring too many points for my liking, Paulie. He's now mm-hmm. 74 points off that 40,000 mark. So if he plays in all these games coming up, based on his averages, he'll get it three games from now. I imagine he sits Thursday against Washington. It's a back-to-back. They play the Clippers, and then they play Washington the following night. And then it's nothing but home games. Mm -hmm. So if he misses that Washington game, that's big for our bets. It's kind of looking, let's see, because he had 30 and 28. And then that's baked into what's his average 25 a game. Right. I mean, it makes too much sense now that it's going to be like in his third game. Is he going to do OKC again? Wouldn't that be something? He breaks the record against the same team and gets 40,000 against the same team? Monday, March 4th. Assuming there's not a blowout, an injury or anything, it'd be probably OKC. And then then Sacramento, March 6th, following that up. I bet Milwaukee Friday, March 8th at uh, 10 to 1. Yep. Surprising he went for 30 and 28, though. Yeah. Even though we got the missed game already. So, um, but certainly it could be a lot sooner than that if he plays against Washington. You could score for against Washington how bad they are defensively. Yeah. So, I don't have any futures on the Lakers to come out of the Western Conference like I did last year. I, I want nothing to do with this team to come out of the Western Conference. I do have three bets on teams much earlier in the season. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and the Clippers. Um... It certainly was looking, I would say, stronger a couple of weeks back to have those three as I approached it like a golf tournament, right, where you're not going to take one guy, take a couple of guys. Which team is going to – and this would not be a, a job that is spoiled by the Nuggets. They're the defending champs. They have Nikola Jokic, who is uh, now the odds-on favorite again to win the MVP. Which team really throws it for a loop, though, other than Denver? Is there going to be a team in the mix? The Suns' schedule is too difficult. I bet them over the weekend to uh, be in the playing tournament. Minus 150 is what I laid. They're the sixth seed this morning after they beat the Lakers yesterday. You should throw it out to the listeners. Do any other books offer that exact seed? Because we, 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 DraftKings has it, but then they pulled it down. If you can find that, because we can't bet there, that's the way to attack that Phoenix thing. Uh-huh. And like a listener did, you get those big prices, exact seed, 8, 9, 10. Go in that range. Okay, let's- sure, I mean, this is it's wide open. Yeah, because of the, the inexperience... And how uh, the the lack of playoff success with these both organizations. This is a huge jump up for OKC. Oh, massive. You're going from the 10 seed to the 1 seed, if you can pull this off. You haven't had any postseason success. And then we know the Minnesota Timberwolves have only won two. Well, they, they came into existence in, what, 1988, I think? They've won two playoff series. Uh-huh. And again, they're, they're big time. Well, it's Ant. Other than Ant, though, it's Towns. And Towns is shrinks in every big game. He's always in foul trouble, it seems. The last time we saw these guys in the playoffs, a couple guys weren't available. Gobert punched a teammate. The other one punched a wall. 
And they had the Lakers on the ropes before blowing that, but gave Denver all they could handle. So I think, it, I mean, it's it might be like March Madness where you throw the seeds out the window. And I think it still might be the Nuggets, a team to beat, and then maybe the Clippers, even though they haven't played well since uh, the Grammy road trip. Yeah, Denver is plus 245 this morning to win the Western Conference at DraftKings. They are the shortest shot on the board. They should be. Um, I'm gonna. You got to draw a line through some teams, though. I'm going to draw a line through the Kings. I'm going to draw a line through the Pelicans. All right. I know some people might disagree. It's a bad job the last two games. You shouldn't, uh, lo- you shouldn't lose at home to uh, the Bulls and the other team they got. I'm trying to think who else got them. I do not want to play the Mavericks, <laughs> but uh, I can't, you know, can't make a case for all yep. these teams. I'll draw a line through the Mavericks. I don't think defensively they're good enough. I agree. And I just I can't get there with the Lakers, and I can't get there with the Warriors this year. Can't do it. So I honestly think it. To me, it's going to be one of those top four teams. But Dallas could beat a Minnesota or an OKC. Oh, they they can be. Like I said, I don't want to play oh, them, but at the yep. same time, I can't. I got to draw a line through somebody yep. here. And right now, Sack and Phoenix sitting there at five and six. That's not going to last long because the schedules are so difficult. The yeah, rest of the that's way. exactly right. Yeah, I think at the end, of, I mean, we Denver's a game again, and what they did to the Warriors last night after they fell behind big in that game. The way that Joker's playing right now after the All-Star break. No depth, though. It's one thing that hurts them. Yeah, that does hurt them, for sure. How big is that with home court, though, if they could get the one seed? Mm-hmm. Not out of this. Great race. Uh, the more I think about it, though, Dagnout's going to get the uh, coach of the year. I, I, I don't see how, how Finch can, is going to catch him. I just, they're, they're too good right now and so deep. And now, now he's putting Giddy on the bench. That change they made coming out of the break, this guy... It's playing all, making all the right moves. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.